Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. One of the things that came up when Amy and I sat down to have the conversation of what all has happened in 2020, I would say the first thing that came to the surface for us on a global scale, a personal scale, a business scale was fear, mm-hmm. fear. And, um, and I'm not saying that in a good or bad context or anything. It actually is a good thing to have those fears come to the surface because then it allows you to see what your deep seated fears are and reflect on why they're there, what you can do to heal them. It's a opportunity for growth. Welcome to In Vibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you're here. Hello, and welcome to the InVibe Life Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn coming to you on location. Yay, we're at the beautiful Miraval Spa in Arizona, and Cheryl and I came here this December of 2020 um, for a few reasons. One is to have a little retreat time personally and as business partners in our relationship. But another thing we've been doing while we've been here, and we've done this for InVibe Life corporately is we sat down and had some reflections on 2020 in our business, which our business launched now, um, what 2020 has meant for us, for our business, and kind of in general for the world. And then we've also moved on to start setting some goals in, we like to say, intentions for 2021, moving forward with InVibe Life. And as we've been doing it, we realized it'd be a great practice for us individually. And so we wanted to share that with you all in case it resonated with you, or really we'd love to encourage you to do the same thing. So we're going to do a podcast in two parts. This is part one. And today we're going to talk about sort of our thoughts and reflections on 2020. Um, And then in part two, which will air next week, we'll um, talk about setting intentions for 2021 and even some maybe possible techniques and rituals you can do or incorporate into that. I think, don't you think, Cheryl, I think people could do this if they just really spent maybe an hour or two of their time, take, you know, through a process of first looking at 2020 and then 2021. And we're excited to do it. It, It's already been meaningful for us and in vibe life. And I'm looking forward to reflecting and doing it on my own as well. Well, one of the things that 
came up when Amy and I sat down to have the conversation of what all has happened in 2020, I would say the first thing that came to the surface for us on a global scale, a personal scale, a business scale was fear, mm-hmm. fear. And, um, and I'm not saying that in a good or bad context or anything. It actually is a good thing to have those fears come to the surface because then it allows you to see what your deep-seated fears are and reflect on why they're there, what you can do to heal them. It's an opportunity for growth. Now, when you're in that fear cycle, that's not the first thing that comes to your head. It's like, oh, this is such (laughs) a great opportunity. (laughs) You know, that's not the case, especially this year. I felt like, when I would get into a fear cycle, that um, I I would stay in it uh-huh. a while, a while longer than I like to, or you know usually what? Do. Here's the thing, though: you also were allowed to because you had time True. to face it. True, there was time. I didn't have that, but I don't even know if I realized that in the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because the very first thing, like when it when March happened and that's when in Texas things got pretty like all right we're staying home we're sitting sitting back we're just really nationwide that yeah. 15 days to stop the spread right and, you know. right um you know my husband and I own a business and it is our personal livelihood for not only our family for many other families and if we're not open and seeing patients then we are not making money and that is fearful because, you know, we're not a family that we make incomes off of two separate things. We make it off of one thing. And um, when all your eggs are in that one basket and somebody out of your control takes that ability to make money away from you, that brought up control issues for me and fear of losing everything for me. Um, I don't think I was alone in that. I mean, I feel like that was not only something I dealt with. I felt like we dealt with that as a family, too. It was something we had. Did the kids feel it? Oh, sure. I'm sure they did. Um, I'm sure they did, you know, just because they're such – kids are so in tune, Mm -hmm. maybe in different ways, but they're definitely in tune with what's going on. Even if nothing is said, they know what's going on. Right. And in, and originally, don't get me wrong, the first like week or two, I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. We're all getting to sleep in. And, you know, that's how it was. Um, but then you start getting, oh, my goodness. What, how are we going to pay the bills? Mm-hmm. You know, that started to like give you this sort of feeling of nausea. I just talking about it, I get that feeling, you know, because that was just something that one of my issues. Right? And uh, control was one, too. <laughs> so here's what came to me. And we talked a little bit about some things we might say on here last night in preparation. Yeah. We didn't even talk about this, but it just came to me. Um, and this is probably true for a lot of people and worldwide. I was going to say nationwide, but really worldwide because this was a global or is a global pandemic. Um, but also individually is that. Um, if you can stay with us a minute to talk about the chakras and the chakra system, that fear for survival 
is the root chakra or the very first base chakra, or essentially it's your first energy center. And it makes sense. Even if you don't buy into chakra and chakra balancing and things like that, just that need for basic survival is one of our most primal needs and instincts. And when you don't feel secure in that, it affects everything else. So in the chakra system, if you don't have balance in your root, just think about if the foundation of your house isn't stable, the whole house is going to shift on it. Or if you're building a house of cards, that base is so important or the whole thing's going to um, have integrity issues in the stability of it. And so that's really a big thing that has gone on this year is it's shaken a lot of people in their root. And in fact, Cheryl just wrote an article on exercises and reflections to work on balancing your root chakra. That's so important right now. It's very, very important. Um, So that was one of the fears that came up Uh for me and my family. Now, I feel like that was probably a great, you know, uh, a fear that was very common. But I know you've had your own personal fears that came up with it that I feel also resonates with a lot of people. Well, so one of my first thoughts is I've talked about on here a little bit my health issues. And um, I have a a venous um, artery or vein. um, It's a vein issue in your lung. In my lung. Why can't I remember? (laughs) A a ventricular, vascular is the word. There we go. Vascular malformation in one of my lungs. It's been embolized. And so because the main health issue I've had in my life originates in my lung, first of all, I think I have found that if you have one of those sorts of weaknesses, that's what any illness finds yeah. and attacks. It's like a break in the armor. Okay, let's go there. Um, but when things were very uncertain about the path this virus would take, and whom it would attack, I had to kind of do that reality check of, wow, I might be in that high-risk group here, and what does that mean for me? Now, I had to come to terms with that really, really quickly, because we also own a business. That business is also our only source of income at the moment, and my husband was deemed an essential employee and employer like by the federal government almost immediately. And so I had to come to grips with the fear or be immobilized because we couldn't. And for us, not only would we not have income coming in, we were actually in a situation where if he would have shut down or stopped working, we would have been fined. So they would have been fining us for not showing up to work. And so quickly he had to, first of all, make a lot of adjustments. We'd have a lot of conversations about all right, we've got to get PPE for everyone. This is how we're going to go about doing this. This is, let me, I mean, that first weekend the country shut down, he put rules and regulations into place that he sent out company-wide. And we had to come to terms with the fact that he doesn't work always from our home base in Austin. The company does a lot of work in Houston, and he's, my husband spends time in Houston every week. Um, And at that time, he didn't even have an apartment. He was having to stay in a hotel. All of those things were very scary. Or I remember at one time I told him, well, if you're going to have to be there, maybe you just need to live there until this is over. Right. Where we had to kind of work through that and say, all right, that's not realistic for us and that's not right. And so I have to do some deep um, meditation, soul searching, 
um, releasing fears that I had to go through quickly for survival in a lot of ways and say all is well. And you know what, whatever happens, we'll be able to face it. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll face it. So yeah, we had a different situation, but it was a lesson to me in adjusting, which we were talking about this last night. I think I was equipped to handle this situation. First of all, I do stay at home a lot and I am, so it didn't change a ton in my day to day, but also because I've had that one major illness. I also had um, very difficult high-risk pregnancies where I was put on bed rest, strict bed rest, like in a day where I would go into the doctor and they'd say, all right, you're going into the hospital now and you're not getting out of bed until the baby's born. And five minutes before you got to that appointment, life was normal. Life was normal and then it changed (laughs) in an instant. Similar to my lung condition, I go in not knowing when I'm going to hear from a pulmonologist and what I hear is, all right, let me get you a prescription for an oxygen machine because you're going to need to be on this until we can get this treated. And so, again, life as normal changed for me quickly. I've also gone through in my past the illness and deaths of both of my parents, and I was there with them a lot. And my mother in particular had a roller coaster for about 10 years of very serious, like open-heart surgery and very, very serious, where in a minute your life changes for the foreseeable future, which might look like months. And so I think I've had to go through that drill before, and it made me pretty resilient in 2020 for handling that. Um, like I, I don't, I don't think I ever feel entitled or expectant of a certain. The next two months will certainly look like this, and I know that I can feel secure in that or know that I learned early on that that's not necessarily the case. How to flow with things when they do change. And then also I think that makes me appreciate boring a whole lot. <laughs> like when I don't have anything going on, I'm very grateful for that. Cause I know how um, quickly things can um, turn. So that was a little bit of a digression, but it, it also made me appreciate some things in my past for how they prepare me for the right. present. And so that's, that was one of my takeaways from, 2020 or dealing with the fear and, and your fear was a health thing not mm-hmm. a financial thing so just two different well, it perspectives was both, actually but it, it was yeah. both because mm-hmm. i mean this kind of and we have had financial negative financial effects from the covid situation that we're still dealing with today I so it, the country is still dealing with right it's definitely world. been something for us to adjust to and deal with we weren't concerned for immediate survival like in the short term, but we knew over the long term, it could, it could um, very much affect us mm-hmm. and may still, we're right. still a little right. bit in that uncertainty mm-hmm. about what the next two years, five years, 10 years might look totally. like. And I think that's uh, a big fear is the fear of change. And I think that's very common in the you country know? right now. People not knowing what a year is going to look like. What it's going to look like, what, What's going to change with it? What rules are going to change legally with the change of what's going on and, you know, with the change of our leadership, that sort of stuff. I think that fear of change, um, you know, is real. We all have it. Mm-hmm. And we do know that the, that change is good. We have to open space. We do know all right. that. It doesn't make it easy. Right. Uh, These so, are important lessons mm-hmm. if we can learn them. And then, you know, we all had some very just 
we were kind of talking about the high level fears and changes. There were just some very real things. Like I all of a sudden had five people in my house all the time. And so my food demands were tremendous and things that I'd never done. I mean, since my boys were little, like going to the big wholesale store to stock the freezer, because what if I need to feed five of us, four of whom are large men for two weeks without being able to leave the house, which is kind of what we were told to prep for. And I mean, I got to tell you, toilet paper was real (laughs) because we went from me being home all day and then everyone's being in school or work or whatever to everyone being there all day and me having more people in the house. It's like, okay, I really wasn't stocked and ready for this tissues, toilet paper, all of those things. I really did have to scramble for it first to be able to get through that. I I was lucky that that, didn't change for me. Right. That kind of got, you know, we were all there together. So it was fun. Uh, We played lots of board games. Yeah. That I'll reflect on part of the good part. But I want to bring up one more little fear that you have said you were prepared for Uh and dealt with easy. The fear of the unknown. That doesn't bother you, but, or you can handle it. You flow with it. The Uh, fear of the unknown is super scary for most of us. Mm You know, just not knowing what tomorrow holds is yeah. a, a very real, real, real fear. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I understand and empathize with that. I think I have, again, done a lot of work on it because of the things that have come up in my life before. And also, and we just, our last podcast was Embrace Change. Embrace the one change. we recorded. I also think change is exciting and expansive. Mm-hmm. And so... I also welcome, or here's how I would face the unknown, like, um, is to ask for things to be, you know, a certain way, but really what is the most beneficial this situation could be for me Mm -hmm. and allow God to bring that to you. And so there's a little bit of excitement in the unknown for me. It's like, I wonder, I wonder what will come up. I wonder what will happen that maybe I haven't even thought of before that maybe I wouldn't have made the space for if this circumstance weren't pressed upon me. Right. So you were talking about how your house changed your daily thing and mine didn't change too much. But one thing that did change was I used to be the primary one to go to the grocery store. Right. Uh Because I just had more time on my hands. My husband, who's like super sanitizer, I kind of tease him about that. He wouldn't let me go anymore because he didn't feel that I would do all the little steps that he required in order for us to get safe groceries at home. So I was like, oh, great. I'm not clean enough. You do it, babe. He went to the grocery for like two months and did all the grocery shopping. It was kind of heaven. (laughs) Did he like it? You know, kind of. He likes he likes to eat way more than I do, you know? So I think he liked a little bit of the control of getting to get more of the things he likes. Yeah. That he likes, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there wouldn't be a vegetable that came home after he went, but, you know. Um, but it was a, you know, I mean, he took three pairs of grocery, uh, three pairs of gloves, and then he bought the sanitizer, and then the groceries came in the garage. In the beginning, it, you know, everybody didn't know anything about this virus. So that was happening. And when he told me that that was the order that everything had to be done in, I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm not doing it. You're out. Yeah. (laughs) And so he was like, fine, then you can't go to the grocery. I was like, great. You win. (laughs) Um, So another thing that changes, uh, overnight we had to switch from a business that was probably 
this is my other business side right. of life, mm-hmm. that was probably running 10% virtual material. You know, we've been preparing for a few years to put some virtual stuff out there and been doing it and getting ready for it. But really, when it went to you're staying home, we went to 100% virtual business overnight, mm-hmm. which uh, it shook the energy in the system inside of the business. Stephen and I were prepared and ready for that. And we were preparing and getting our staff ready to kind of put themselves out there more virtually. Those that that wasn't in their path that didn't want that, when we switched to 100% virtual, they were no longer part of the team. Yeah. Because that wasn't, they couldn't do it. Not right, wrong, good, or bad. Just couldn't do it. So immediately it shook up. It was kind of like, okay, this is where we've been going, and now we're forced to. So you're either on our ship or not on our ship. You know, and so it shook up that. I feel like our, you know, everything kind of shook out, and everyone is now where they need to be. So it's good. It's probably better for everybody, those that are still there, those that are not there. It's better. It's a lot of change. It's a lot of change, you know. Um, But that change, in hindsight, when you look now, just the energy and the feeling at our business is awesome. Because mm-hmm. we're all, like, I feel like we were trying to shake things up before to see how it was going to play out. But COVID really said, all right, you're either changing or you're not. And so we knew we were heading for this plan. And all those that wanted to come with this plan came. And so now we're all with the same plan, the same energy, the same frequency, the same goals, the same respect and love. And it just, it's really a pleasant very pleasant place to be, you know? And so that's been a positive out of that. You Should know? we look at more positives? Let's do it. So a lot. I think, I think this is what I really would love to encourage everyone to do about 2020. First of all, everything we just said, honor everything you've been through because yeah. it has been a lot for almost everyone. Grace. Yeah. Give yourself some grace. Grace. And the people love, around you. Compassion. And, um, you know, pat yourself on the back a little bit and realize, think about what things were like, let's say even on February 1st versus today and everything you've learned, done and changed in that time. And, um, be proud of yourself. Be, um, glad for your ability to, um, shift and adjust and change. Um, and so, you know, flood some gratitude into that, I think, but then maybe also spend some time instead of, and I feel like there's a lot of, you know, all the memes and videos out there about how horrible 2020 has been. I'd really love to encourage everyone, look at the positives that have come out of 2020. Because again, remember, if you focus on what you focus on is what you'll find, what you, (laughs) what you put your attention to is what you're going to bring more of in the future. And so if you focus on the positives or look at the positives, from the situation, that's the energy you're residing in. And that's just such a better energy to reside in, I think. I mean, none of it's bad or good if you're needing, you know, respect wherever you are. And if you're needing to grieve more what's been lost, allow yourself to do that. But maybe, you know, one light at the end of the tunnel would be to start to look at those positives. And I mean, you mentioned one right off the bat, more family time. Yeah, it was so fun. You know, Mm -hmm. we played lots of games and 
And I know that you shared it again. I went through a process like this just on my own because of changes in my life a few years ago. But I remember you saying, you know, everything, I lived such a hectic, frantic life. And now that everything's gone, I've actually heard a lot of people say this. Now I'm going to choose what I allow back in. That's exactly it. Which is living a very intentional life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was definitely happening to me. Because it was crazy, 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 crazy leading up to COVID. And then I was able to, like, just take a breath. And literally, as things opened back up, and for us, they did open quickly. Now, we're not at capacity, but they opened quickly. Mm -hmm. So we were able to get back in and start seeing people. Um, But I was able to really go, this is only what I'm letting in. And this is... And that was a really nice, slow process. I do know there was a shake-up week and all of that. And that when the kids went back to school, that particular week really was like, I started to have this, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, I'm going back to the chaos. And, and it just, I mean, I was, it was a rough week for me. And then I just had to just take a deep breath and still like, okay, I can't change the fact that my kids' schedules are coming back. Mm -hmm. I can't change that. So maybe I've allowed too much in. Pull it back. I have to take some things out because that can't go away. Mm -hmm. You know, and there are things like that. Like, you can pick and choose what you want in your life. But, like, I can't take away the fact that my kids got to go to school and somebody has to make the lunch and somebody has to, you have get, to you know, balance your checkbook and pay your yes, bills. I mean, there are things that do. aren't always fun that you have to, you have to do, do it. it. Yeah. And get to, and, and you know, I try and reflect and, and say, I get to do them. Mm-hmm. Right. You get to do them. This is something I want to take away just from that little statement. I had a dear friend of mine from college who um, loved to exercise. Loved it. Like she was a runner, she was a health nut, and she was like the only one in my sorority that was probably this way because the rest of us were not health nuts at that time <laughs> in our lives. We're like, we'll meet you in the bar, you know. <laughs> um, but she was so like happy and inspirational and was just like the cheerleader for everybody. And she continued that sort of lifestyle after college. She ended up with um, breast cancer oh. that kind of spread all over and she passed away. Oh. But I remember her putting a post out of her sitting in the middle of an exercise room and saying, be grateful when you get to exercise. Uh, I was just like, oh, that's so true. Like, cause people complain all the time about the things in life that we have to do. And if you just flip it to the things we get to do, mm-hmm. because we're either here still, right. Or you have, you know, you have the legs Movement. that will move yeah. you or the lungs that will breathe for you. You know, that kind of stuff. It's just, that's something I feel like in 2020, Became uh, it came up for me a lot that sort of statement. Mm-hmm. We get to spend time together. Well, and it's a real exercise in my favorite mantra of all is well. All is well. That mm-hmm. you know, in this moment, all is well, and you know what? In the next moment, all is well, and in the next moment, all is well. And when you kind of start to realize that, that wherever you are or whatever it is, um, to me, it, it helps me. That that's sort of like my breath. Through the moment, or my putting space around a difficult situation. We got lots of opportunity to say it this year. <laughs> we did, we did. But yeah. I think I told you. I think my biggest. Like, what did 2020 teach me more than anything else? And it was a very spiritual lesson because you know you hear about unity consciousness 
or the concept that we're all in it together. How, you know, when even one person is up, really, we're all affected. When one person is down, really, we're all affected. We're all one in the body of Christ. We're all part of this unity consciousness. However you think about that. To me, this was such a tangible lesson in that, that something that was, you know, across the world one moment could be in my neighborhood the next, a virus, a living, breathing entity thing could that fast spread around the world. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Just like joy can or good intentions can or bad intentions can, angst can. And so that was a lesson to me in us all being interconnected and interrelated in a very real way. Totally. I heard someone say one time, and this goes to like how we were talking about giving yourself grace. You have to give your neighbor grace. Yes. Because I heard this explained as like there's a storm happening and we're all in it. The whole world, we're in this storm, but we're all in our own boats. Okay? Yeah. I don't know what's happening in your boat and you don't know what's happening in my mm-hmm. boat. So our choices that each of us make are right for us in that moment. So therefore you have to release the judgment on what you might think the other person is doing is wrong or right. That kind of says, right. so there were lots of opportunities for us as a global scale You're right. to just appreciate the storm, respect each other's boats and choices, however you want to put that. And, you know, because even as forward. you and I described with our businesses, we had two completely different sets of logistical yeah. concerns we were dealing with. Yeah. And if you're not in someone's boat, you don't quite get it. doesn't matter how much you think you get it. You don't get it. Right. And there, you're right. It was a year. With, we were talking about a lot of fear. It was also a year with a lot of judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had, you know, in the United States, we had heightened political tensions mm-hmm. exacerbating that, I think. Or maybe that exacerbated the heightened political tensions. I don't know. One led to the other, led to the other, led to the other. But... Um, there was a lot of judgment. It'd be nice to put some healing into that judgment. Yes. And I think one thing that you have to remember, because I think not only are we all victims of placing judgment, but we were all vic- victims of being judged. Mm-hmm. Just keep reminding yourself when someone judges you, that's out of a place of pain. Right. They're judging themselves very harder than they're ever judging you. So just, Flood them with love and forgiveness and compassion and healing because it's not about you when they're judging you. And I I promise this seems like a really challenging concept to a lot of people, but the more you do it, the more you realize it really just helps you and makes you a happier person. And the happier you are, the less you want to judge other people. You just want everybody else to be happy also. And I wish you well, and I'm sorry you have to be in that pain right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Definitely. So I think this was a good little reflection yeah. on 2020. We talked about fears, the changes and the positives. Yeah. So just, just encourage you to do the same and really let yourself grieve what you need to grieve. Yep. Um, show grace and compassion towards yourself for what you've been through mm-hmm. and then realize, you know, there were some good things, too. Let me think about those to put myself in a place of gratitude to get ready for the next exercise, which is what would I like to set as my intentions for 2021? And we thank you guys for being here because this was a little therapeutic for us. We kind of yes, talked great. through some of our stuff from 2020, which was nice. And um, I feel 
gratitude for the community to let us do this. I hope it helps you with any part of your journey as well. Definitely. So thanks for tuning in and catch the next one talking about 2021. Thank you for listening to Invibe Live Conversations. For more information and to join our community, be sure to check out our website at invibelive.com. We look forward to sharing with you.